1: at how many fans start showing
0: up. So visit ScoreNorth.com now and enter keyword PARTNER. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on ScoreNorth and ScoreNorth.com. Cousins
2: gets rid of it. Beal and makes a move. And he's in for the touchdown.
0: Cousins over
2: to the middle. For the touchdown. Justin Jefferson
0: throws it up for Jefferson. he got it. And he is in. Greg Joseph to win it. He's got it. Vikings, the winner. All right, let's let's waste no time here. Mackie and Judd, daily Minnesota sports, entertainment, therapy, sometimes loathing. Judd, you lead us off here. What's your first statement on a statement
1: Monday here, Mackie and Judd? Statement number one for this Monday. A month ago, the Vikings don't win the game that they won on Sunday. A month ago, they blow that game. They they offensively get scared and conservative. They defensively just flat out aren't great. Like that's not a that's not a bold take. This team defensively is okay, probably at best, which is fine. I mean, they play well uh, sometimes. They don't play well sometimes. But they do not win that game a month ago. There is no question in my mind they find a way to blow it. They And then they're like, oh, whoa, is us. Late loss, another lamentable defeat. The Minnesota Vikings, we work so hard and don't get our just rewards. But if you look at the game plan that, that this team in particular has used really the past two weeks and you look at the willingness that they have to go back to the air, even after what looked to be mistakes – and the reliance that they have put on a certain kid who wears number 18, who is phenomenal. He's not good. He's phenomenal. I've got another statement about him. But, yeah, they flat out do not win. They lose that game. That Rodgers finds a way to dagger them as opposed to the fact that Kirk Cousins daggered the Packers and Aaron Rodgers.
0: And I'm not sure they take a two-touchdown lead that they blew. Like, they definitely blew a two-touchdown lead, and they've they've – I think they've blown three, well, they've had two touchdown leads in four of the games, and they're two and two in those games or something like that. Um, so they've, you know, a two-touchdown lead isn't safe, but, like, you'd rather have a two-touchdown cushion because you were aggressive, giving you some room for the Aaron Rodgers comeback so that when it happens, the game is still either tied or within reach, and then you can just go back down. So being aggressive early in that game and and maintaining well, they, they they let up a little in the second quarter, but um, it, it, instead of being down by 10 when the Aaron Rodgers comeback happens, Rodgers is now fighting to tie the game, and now you have a perfect chance to yep. win it, and that's how it played out.
1: Just a small thing, but but a, m- a month ago, Greg Joseph misses the PAT. You go for two. I guarantee you that play run up the middle to Dalvin, and he, and he gets stuffed. He doesn't get the two. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get the two. That was a different play call. Like, the outside, the edge was not set. Like, that's a different mentality. That's a different mindset. That's how, that is how far this team is just, I don't know, um, miraculously, somebody, the the offensive uh, genius fairy came down and sprinkled (laughs) dust on the Vikings, and now things have just changed. But that's how much things have changed
0: with this team. That was the offensive common sense uh, fairy, actually. Not even, Ooh, not even the genius here's fairy. Here's a sprinkle of the...
1: offense. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what,
0: what is, that? Is, that, is that what the fairy sounds yeah. like? all right All uh, right, Declan, your first statement.
3: All right, my first statement is Kirk, keep taking your shots. Not, not victory shots, which I'm sure we're going to hear from uh, Randy and Cottage Grove here momentarily. But Kirk, keep taking your shots down the field. 341 yards, three touchdowns, consistently targeting Justin Jefferson. Uh, This is exactly the kind of Kirk we wanted. The check down Charlie that I think died in Baltimore, I hope. I think the check down Charlie is no longer here with Kirk Cousins. I want him to take more shots down the field. And uh, this note, too, from our friend of the show, Eric Eager. Kirk Cousins had five turnover-worthy plays in the last two weeks. He had six in the previous eight games combined. Obviously, it's not good to have those, but it's also a sign that he's being aggressive and pushing the ball down the field which is exactly what we've wanted to see from Kirk and the turnover worthy plays yeah we we don't want to have a situation where he's consistently putting the team in 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 bad situations but just looking even at his at his statistics of pushing the ball down the field from next gen stats he had eight passes of at least 15 yards in that game and as for a visual audience here this is also from NFL next gen stats so if you can see there's a bunch of situations where he pushed the ball down the field about 15 plus yards, hitting even a 40-yard bomb down the field. A lot of those balls were to Justin Jefferson. This is the exact kind of Kirk Cousins I want to see on a regular basis. So Kirk Cousins, please keep taking your
0: shots. So I just I have to ask this question here to you guys. How much different would the entire, well how much different would the result of the game have been and the entire narrative if the jump ball he threw that was an interception that Savage sort of bobbled at the end. If Savage picks off that pass in the last two minutes and the Vikings never get the ball back, what would the talk be today?"
1: I, I said this as soon as it appeared that the pass had been picked off. It was worth it. It's a good shot. It's a good shot. I've been so down on them for not being aggressive, and in particular in being aggressive to Jefferson, that my immediate reaction was it was still... That's not a great pass, but it was the right idea, and I applaud them for it. So so the narrative I don't know in this town, I don't know. But for me personally, I, and I, I think I, I uh, talked about this yesterday on Ventline. For me personally, if that's a short pass that gets tipped and picked off, I'm like, that was stupid. But if you're going to drive the ball down the field sometimes, it's not going to go right, and I'm to the point I don't care. Kirk
3: was also under pressure a ton yesterday. It was the third consecutive game he was uh, excuse me fourth consecutive game. He was under pressure for forty percent of his dropbacks, and he's still finding a ways to to sling the ball there, like, that, that that's what's impressive to me.
1: There also is a case to so so Kirk is being coached here too because uh Kirk talked in his post game presser about the fact that he basically criticized himself and said, I took some shots. I mean, I'd rather not take those shots. I prefer to find a way. I mean, he talked about specifically the pass to Thielen, where the late in the game Packers defensive back on the sideline got turned around, and it was a risky pass. Thielen catches it and gains huge yards, and Kirk's like, "Yeah, we're gonna you know look at that route and see if there's different ways to possibly put that in in a situation to be less risky." This all comes back to somebody is telling Kirk or people multiple. People are telling Kirk, "You have to throw the football." Like, like the stat that Dex just read, Kirk does not embrace. Like, Kirk is not, Kirk has not found the football god of "Let's take chances now." Because, damn it, so definitely people have gotten to Kirk. I don't know if it's teammates, coaches, or a combination, and said, "You have to do this." And the thing about it is, if Kirk trusts himself, guess what? He can be pretty successful.
0: All right, I got I got some more data here. This is going to be a data extravaganza. So we we were kicking like around stuff? on. Uh, I mean, if you want to call it nerdy, I'm going to call it uh, common sense. Nerds! Nerds! <laughs> but um, we were kind of kicking around on Ventline yesterday. It felt like this was the most aggressively the Vikings just locked onto their three best weapons: Cook, Jefferson, Thielen. That you should. You know, t- Take away plays to guys who aren't Cook, Jefferson, Thielen, and give those guys the ball more often. So uh, here's my statement. When the Vikings feed the ball to their three best offensive weapons, they win, and the data backs it up. So mm-hmm. I spent some time this morning going through this. They are 3-1 in the four games that they target those three guys, either hand off or target those three guys the highest percentage of the time. The only loss was the Cardinals game. And that was, I mean, they won that game. And Greg Joseph missed a 37-yard field goal. So the four games in which they have targeted those three guys, the highest percentage of total offensive plays, Jefferson, Thielen, Cook, are yesterday was the highest, 74%. The Cardinals game was the second highest. And that's a road game against one of the three best teams in the NFL. Full strength. And then the uh, Chargers game and the Panthers game are the other two just under 70%. At the other end of the scale, the three games in which those guys were targeted, the lowest percentage of the time, were the Browns game, and Delvin, I think, was... Delvin missed the week before, tried to come back. He only... Like, he kind of split carries with Madison, so he was kind of banged up, but uh, the Browns game, only 51% of touches and targets went to those three guys. The Cowboys game and the Ravens game. Probably the three most, like, bang-your-head-against-the-wall games of the season. The only two games I didn't put on here were the Lions and the Seahawks games in which Delvin did not play. Um, but how about that? So when they target those three guys the most, they're 3-1. They're and one they are one thirty-seven yard field goal away from being 4-0. And on the low end of the scale, they are 0-3, and it's the three most frustrating losses of the season.
1: Your thoughts? Um, I am not surprised one bit. Like it's that's exactly what I would expect, and the frustrating thing is, it's not rocket science. Like it's not like, yeah, but if you target those three all the time, teams are going to catch on and they're going to shut you down. No, they're not. No, they're not. I'll say it again.
0: Seventy four percent of offensive snaps went to those three guys yesterday.
1: But think about think it worked. Think about (laughs) but think about how simple the formula is. Okay, Justin Jefferson is a special talent. Like, he's probably a top-five guy right now. He's probably a top-five wide receiver in the entire league, okay? So you're starting out with a special player, not a good player, not like, oh, he's pretty good. No, he is special. That frees up whom? Thielen and potentially Osborne, if you so desire. Dalvin Cook now, because the pass is such a threat, it is is not as as likely to see guys in the box cuz if he does you can take shots. Like the formula here, I'm not like explaining some um Einstein formula of football. Well, I mean, shut, I just don't understand that. How is that working? Literally what you're saying is is rudimentary football analysis and and game planning when you have a player like like when I say Moss, do you say can't throw to him too much. Uh-uh. No, teams are going to catch on <laughs> yeah, to that. Teams guy. catch on to Randy Moss, and then they shut him down. And you're dead, you know. So, so this is what I'm glad they've landed here. Um, I know, I know why in their minds they didn't, but I don't know why they didn't look at this and say, like, I I would have looked at this in July or June, whatever, and been licking my chops, right? I I
0: almost oh it's almost God. like they either outsmarted themselves, like they they're like. Two or three steps down the road unnecessarily. Where well if teams are gonna if teams are gonna counter and you know bracket Justin Jefferson, then we need to have this set of plays that counteracts it. It's like under no under no circumstances should you be trading Justin Jefferson targets for D.D. Westbrook targets or not or Tyler Conklin targets. Like not right. that those guys can't get the ball ever, but and you even see it like it's kind of a fine line too because So yesterday, again, it was 74% of targets went to those three guys, and that includes handoffs. And against the Cowboys, 56%, right? So it looks like a big gap, but it's really only a matter of, like, a handful of plays throughout the course of a three-hour game. It might literally be one play per quarter that you tweak from – Alex Madison, instead of you getting the ball, we're going to give the ball to Adam Thielen here. Right. Instead, of, instead of Tyler Conklin getting the ball here on a tight end screen, we're going to throw the ball 17 yards down the field to Justin Jefferson, let him run after the catch. Like It could be the difference between getting into field goal range or scoring a touchdown. Four or five plays in a game. It's a thin margin, but it, I mean, the, the line is very clear. When the Vikings make a concerted effort to give those three guys the ball, they win. When they do- and that, that's regardless of how many points the defense gives up, because mm-hmm. there's some games in here where the defense only gave up 14 points to the Browns, but they didn't target those three guys, so they weren't as explosive offensively, so they only scored seven points. You know, offense drives the results for this team, and, it's a it's a different time than it was four years ago, and it's
1: very clear that that among the people in this town, and there's lots of them who doubted Kirk. The reality is this, the biggest doubter of Kirk is Kirk himself. So I I, I again the come back to, to I again come back no but Kirk doesn't want to take chances. Kirk is now being told you're throwing deep. Like like this whole Zim thing of like we we here I told Kirk to throw deep and think Kirk's like, "Yeah. Yeah, Zim, throw I'm going to throw deep." I'm telling you, go back and listen to that press conference and listen to him like saying, we'd like to find ways around, you know, some of my throws, uh, I'd like to find ways. That's how Kirk thinks, okay? But what you got to tell Kirk is, dude, you've got the arm. You've got the ability to make those throws. And so one of the key starting points here is not just empowering Kirk, but Kirk's your employee. You tell Kirk exactly what Kirk is going to do because he can do it. He can do it. He loves that.
0: He's I just work here, guy. Yes. So he wants he wants you to tell him what to do. Hundred percent. I'll give you one, one Get more, more here. Nerds just nerds! all right. Nerds! So people think about like when like throwing the ball deep, right? It's it's always about forty yard passes, and while those are great and they work, you know, at least once per game, it feels like it works to Justin Deverson. So Kirk's average depth of target coming into the game was like six and a half yards per throw in the air, which was like bottom three in the NFL. It was the medium-depth passes that carved the Packers 10 to 20 yards in the air yesterday. So not the deep bombs, 10 to 20 yards in the air. He was 7 for 7 for 165 yards and a touchdown. Yes. And so... Like, it's not even about
1: drop back
0: and throw it 50 yards down the field. It's when, when I think throw deep, I think throw deeper than check down length. Throw intermediate 20 length. yards throw is a deep, 12 yards. Yeah, that's a deep pass. 18 yards. Yeah, 20 yeah. yards is
1: good. All right, back to Judd. <laughs> okay, I want to actually um, make this statement as a shout out to a guy who now resides in Buffalo, New York, not Phil hometown. And I just want to say thank you, Stefan without Diggs demanding a trade he's still here he's very good but and I've I have said this for a while now but I think we can all agree he's not Justin Jefferson he also carries salary cap hits in 2022 and 23 respectively of 17.5 and 17.6 million dollars. Justin Jefferson while he will get paid is still on a rookie contract and allows you to do more around him because of said contract. But if Stefan doesn't melt down and he had reason to, so I'm not I'm not saying that he was wrong, but if he doesn't melt down, you've got a very good player who's paid very very well. Instead, you've got a great player who's on a rookie contract and who by the way, and and this could change, subject to change here. But as far as I can tell, is a good kid. Like he's a good kid, he's yeah. he doesn't complain publicly. Uh, He seems like he loves to play football a lot. He makes moss-like catches. We owe a thank you to Stefan Diggs. Without Twitter and Stefan Diggs, he'd probably still be here. Is there any chance they would have drafted
0: Justin Jefferson while they still had Stefan Diggs? So they had a three deep? They probably wouldn't have, right? Zero! imagine having Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. But Mike, Mike Zimmer's head would have exploded. Zier, and all three of the receivers' would done that. heads would have exploded. Rick Spielman <laughs> would have
1: done that. He probably would have traded if Jefferson... Well, wait, wait. They they got that him with the Buffalo pick. No. No. He, he'd be gone by then. Buffalo probably yeah, would have would taken
0: have, him. Yeah, they would
1: have drafted him. Can you imagine that?
0: Interior God. defensive line. I'll
1: take Justin Jefferson.
3: I
0: will, too. <laughs> all right, Dex.
3: All right, my second statement. It's very simple. That's a shame. Ugh. <laughs> That's a shame. Kirk Cousins gunning it.
1: No! Interception! No! Cousins oh! gonna give you one! Cousins oh, gonna savage! give you
2: one! Cousins gonna
1: give you
0: one! Oh, where's the penalty? Where's the penalty? Is there a penalty? Is there a flag? Wow. That was incredible. You knew it was coming this game. You really did. We, I said it for the last two quarters. You knew Kirk Cousins was gonna give one up. Get a little bit too crazy. Wow. 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 Incredible. Oh,
3: wow,
0: that's wow. a shame. Do we, have, shame. The we, have, the, we so have the after? We don't have the after. We <laughs> don't have
3: the after because there is a lot of F-bombs from our friends at Cheesehead TV uh, oh, that, wow. that, are, that are in there. So I, I can't play it. Because I, I, a lot of people, I posted that clip on Twitter, my Twitter page yesterday. people were like, what was the reaction when they actually figured out it was a penalty? There was a lot of F-bombs and a lot of other uh, swear words that we can't play on, on this show um but uh, that is the that is the problem of and and beauty i should say of doing things effort will do it live because you get reactions like that and by the way i, <laughs> I love the game was over She said tv is an awesome program i love what nagler does i think he he's a he's a great packer fan he kind of encapsulates uh, encapsulates a lot of what i like about the green bay packers i really do because people think i'm the closet packer fan but those reactions and Vikings Packer Week when it when it comes, which is, in my opinion, one of the best weekends on, on the Minnesota sports calendar year, and you get a situation like that, oh, it's well, a
0: shame. Well, she said TV then, uh, then took to Twitter after the game officially ended and said, congrats on your phony midseason Super Bowl win against an ultra-depleted team, Minnesota. Plastic borderline expansion soulless franchise. <laughs> That only lives to try and beat the Packers once a year. Good for you. Enjoy it. Um,
2: you like that? You like that?
0: I mean,
1: I don't know what to say, man. Did like, they think that was a pick still? Like, oh yeah, that replay was very clear as day. That was not a pick. You know, well, it, was a, it was a good. It was a good break for the Vikings. Obviously. Yeah, it was a good. But break. Should have been a pick.
3: I mean, but like, both his right, knees are down. His elbows are down. The ball, the
1: ball comes out ball afterwards. Comes after that right. fact, though, like. But you got to complete the catch. Like, there's no difference between a defensive back and a receiver there. And he didn't complete the sur- catch. catch. Gotta, gotta he gotta didn't survive, survive the ground. ground. Yeah, got
0: to survive the ground. He, he just I might didn't complete it. Surviving the he ground this have. week.
1: Yeah. He should have caught it, but he didn't.
0: A lot of ball game left. A lot All right. Well, I'll, I'll piggyback off Declan here because my next statement is just quite simply, uh, and I'll let Declan uh, fire these off here. That it is hilarious when Packers fans lash out. After losses and uh, wait no longer. This is Packer Ventline on Mackie and Judd.
2: <laughs> and then <won. laughs> Go pack, go. Those three interceptions that Savage dropped hurt us. Like, that's inexcusable. That's inexcusable, man. You're a starting safety in the league, and you're trying to make a bid to be a Pro Bowler or want to be, you know, recognized as one of the great safeties or a good safety in the league. You got to hold. You got to grab that ball. Period. I'm driving this is coming from work and I hear interception.
0: I'm thinking the game. Oh, we got it. Next thing you know, this, this sort of replay this dude can't even hold onto the ball. Mm.
2: It is a shame. Yeah. Mm. It's, it
0: is too bad. I mean, they had it. Go, yeah. pass, uh, it the, I think the best excuses I've heard so far and It's weird. It's like Packer fans are just not used to trauma. Like they don't, I know that they've lost some games in the NFC championship game and they, they had the weird, like kick a field goal thing last year, but you know, they, they've been propped up by hall of fame quarterbacks and super it's title town right uh but the, the the best excuses i've heard so far from packer fans lashing out the officials screwed the packers that's another one from our guy aaron nagler at cheesehead tv and i like aaron too A good great content platform but like uh i mean if you hang on to your interception the officials don't have to call it incomplete yeah, that's and if you don't lead with a helmet into the face mask of Kirk Cousins, right. you won't have the other interception call back. Like the, the Vikings caught breaks on those plays, right? But like the Packers were the ones that shot themselves in the foot on those. Um, I mean, that helmet to helmet was like as textbook yeah. roughing the passer as you can possibly mask. get. Mm-hmm. Like that's a penalty. And then the other one is like the Packers were depleted with injuries. Yes, they were, but the Vikings are missing a Hall of Fame caliber pass rusher and one of the better interior defensive linemen in the NFL in Michael Pierce. Mm-hmm. And, like, Patrick Peterson's playing at, like, probably 60%. He had to come out of the game to get his hamstring checked on again. Um, the Vikings are also playing a backup center that's probably going to be their backup center again after his uh, that's,
1: performance so this that's week. <laughs> induced by the Vikings, unfortunately.
0: So let's not act like the Vikings were at full strength yesterday, too. So that's another fun excuse I keep hearing from Packer fans.
1: That they are. Well, you know what, too? That this game... To me, it's not that they beat the Packers. It's more so that they did things for a second consecutive game right themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I am. So it's not like, oh, man, these games, I mean, a lot of games, especially now, because there's so uh, such a long list of guys hurt, are ugly and not attractive. But the Vikings did the right things. Like, they did what they should do. That's all I care about at this point. Let's hear from more Packer Ventline,
0: courtesy of our friends on The Fan in Milwaukee, the Green and Gold postgame show.
2: Go Pack! Go! This this game is far from on Darnell Savage. Correct. This game is on Aaron Rodgers. He had wide open people running across the middle of the field. What did he proceed to do? Throw the ball deep, throw the ball ball into dangerous spots. Darnell Savage should be the least of somebody's problems
0: they're just like Rodgers was pretty damn good on it yeah Rodgers Ah, one leg classic Aaron Rodgers
1: to be honest I love the Rodgers haters though they make
0: they always make me laugh I just need one more sip of Packer tears here just one One more more sip
2: (laughs) Go Pat! Go Rodgers should have chucked down a lot more Uh, that was just (laughs) ridiculous and if you look at the (laughs) offense all year the defense has carried this team, not Aaron Rodgers, uh, period. I mean, he's not having a good year.
0: He should check down should more. He should check
2: down wow. more.
0: Amazing. Oh, my God. Bring John Kuhn back. That's I need right. some more fullback checkdowns to John little Kuhn. little cynical Wallace. That's you know, right. little, all little, that's all I
1: know is is uh, the, the clip that we just saw, the still frame of, of Sheldon and Rodgers occurred on the field yesterday during the game when Aaron came and talked to Pat P. Sheldon. And then, and then late in the game, when we were waiting on, I believe, the the review of the Savage play, he had a nice long conversation with Anthony Barr. So he was like talking to more guys in purple than, than on his yeah, own team. Right. I wonder what that he means. He was talking wonder, to the
3: yeah. Hennepin County Sheriff people in the Tuttle for like, Two minutes in that last drive well, before the end of the first half. what he's asking pass. about?
1: Real estate prices? Right. He is. What's it he's like right. here? Yeah. yeah. G- you know, where Where should I live? The leading and, prairie, Egan, you
0: know? Laver- and, and how logistically he probably has to play a year in the AFC. So he's thinking about, like, maybe 2023 housing market, if you guys could just keep an eye on things. Can
1: I get a police escort to games? Of course, Mr. Rogers. Yes, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Y- yes, Mr. Rogers. You can get a police escort. To get- <laughs> yes. Of course, you can. In fact, we will reserve. We will reserve one particular police officer just for you,
0: Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Happily, Mr. Rogers. All right, let's uh, let's see if our guy Randy in Cottage Grove is alive after I'm sure he uh, drank a couple shots of Yag after that win yesterday.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I was telling him I, I'm not leaving a day without getting the end zone. So. Uh, glad I got in there twice. Um, I mean, I've been I've been telling them to just throw it up to any one of us. Uh, we're confident enough to make the catch, make a big play for the team, and uh, I feel like we made a lot of those today. Yeah, they did.
0: Justin Jefferson, the man of the hour, now up over 900 yards receiving on the season in just ten games. But boys, let's get our guy in here. He is the most passionate Vikings fan and the most studious Vikings fan we know, and he never for a second oh. lost faith. And this football team,
2: oh. Randy in Cottage Grove, what's going on, man? Uh, a lot of people wanted to uh, jump jump ship, as they say. Not me. No, you. I don't think. I mean, I, I felt like you teetered a little bit there.
0: I feel like you might. I, I feel like you might have cried at one point. I can't fully remember, but it
2: will, as, as we've discussed, uh, that's healthy, and uh, uh, you you get you feel free to explore explore the the space with your emotions but at mm-hmm. at the end of the day you come you come back to come back to what you know and uh what and what you love and and for me of course for a lot of us that's the purple that's the the best uh, the best franchise in professional sports without a, a title and uh, I don't think anyone can 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 debate that
0: actually uh real quick here someone is debating that uh cheesehead tv is a packers
2: Content he's,
0: a, he's a bozo. Oh. Well, here's what, here's what he said. I mean, it's, I think it's worth getting your thoughts here because, you know, these are some pretty harsh words from Aaron Nagler's Cheesehead TV on Twitter. Congrats on your phony midseason Super Bowl win against an ultra-depleted team, Vikings. Plastic, borderline expansion, soulless franchise that only lives to try and beat the Packers once a year.
2: Good for you. Enjoy it. Well, a couple, couple of things about uh, uh, Aaron uh, Straggler, as we call him. Uh, he uh, First of all, he's a fraud because he doesn't even live in Wisconsin anymore. He, he, he moved to uh, New York, I believe. That's true. Uh, sec, uh, second of all, so basically he admits there's nothing to do in Wisconsin, so he left, but he still <laughs> claims the team. Uh, two, he's, I believe uh, the that gentleman grew up in Appleton, where the poor uh, if you ever drink there—the pores are weak. A lot of places in Wisconsin, mm. they know how to get after it, but Appleton is kind of known for their weak-ass pores. Yeah, it's like a three-two uh, town. Just,
0: it's a three-two town for sure. It's just that uh, they don't <laughs> two, know how three. to drink. It's a 2-3, whatever it's called.
2: They don't know how to drink. So Pretty Straggler, true. you straggler why don't you go ahead and look in the mirror? You got to call it title town. You got what? If, you know, I don't know a couple Super Bowls when there was four teams. Congratulations! You know Pittsburgh is title town. You know that's what. You, why don't you go ahead and look across the landscape? You're not even a top five franchise in the NFL. Wow, not even a top five. That's franchise. a shot, right so there. You, a, and you come over to Cottage Grove, and we'll show you how to. We'll show you. We'll, we'll show you a thing or two about championships. Yeah, from what, Randy? Uh, Softball, bowling. We, uh, uh we, we for seventeen years. Uh, this team the senior gold team that i co captain uh, uh and manage, by the way uh we we've we won sixteen out of seventeen uh, championships you know so that uh, that's me doing it on the field straggler you you where do you do it where do, where where do you where do you, you go suit up you play for the the green bay I don't think so 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 put your yapping and pitching and squawking. Wow. Yeah. I thought the soulless part was a little a little bit of a low blow. He's a bozo. He's a blogger and, and, a, and a phony. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's just a podcaster. Lives in his so.
1: mom's basement. God, Randy wow. well, He probably he does. Maybe York, his
2: mom moved to New York. She's got too, a basement. She, you know, that's fine. But that's not... You, right. go, you go ahead and, and bitch and squawk, Straggler. We We got the W. We walked with the and you want to talk about injuries uh, how about a little guy named Herb Smith jr yeah he was going to be a stud this year I, I i i was expect in fact for a few games i thought he was still playing uh but he 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 was going to be a stud he he's not on the field uh you want to lose one of the best de- defensive pass rushers in the league he's he's out you know we got injuries too so that that don't that don't count why don't you go ahead and pay it off one more time before you're your quarterback goes in and hosts. Uh, uh, let's make a deal.
0: <laughs> I think. What is it? Is he up for that show too?
2: Like you Jeopardy like, was was the dating. You game? got me all rat. I I was coming in here ready to be celebrated, and now I want to you know, to go go chest to chest with this straggler guy. No, well, no why calm, don't we? Okay, calm down. No, we don't okay, hold on. Yeah, we're we're, we're not here we to. Your shots in.
0: Yeah, we're not. We're not. we don't want to. We don't want to cause any 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 violent issues here. So why don't you? Why don't you go on forward here with the stud stable?
2: If I didn't have a flag, a TSA flag, I would go out to New York and have a have a have a word. Flagged by TSA, Randy. It's temporary, but I can't fly for a minute. And if I could, I would. Oh, I'd go have a word with him. I'll oh, just boy. say that. But we're looking ahead. We're That's looking. Uh, we're looking. Did you cause a problem in a plane. Up. Say that again, Jeff.
1: I said, D- did you cause a problem on a plane?
2: No, oh, I did the problem in the workplace, and it had a little a little ripple effect other areas of my life.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. I think know. we leave it at that. P- probably better at yeah. Stud stable. Yeah, I think yeah, leaving studs it stable. right there Let's is probably, yeah, yeah, table. probably the best. Okay, all here we go. Here's your This music. is Randy and Cottage Groves, Week Eleven, Minnesota Vikings Stud Stable.
2: This is Week Eleven against the uh, the Green Bay uh, Chokers the chokers with Aaron, Aaron, uh, you know, codgers, the old guy at quarterback uh, they're, they, they're, they're overrated and we proved it. And this is a stud stable and I couldn't be happier. Should have been like seventh or eighth stud stable of the year, but it's it's number five. That's okay. Uh, starting out, this is a guy who, you know, a lot of, a lot of people kind of wonder what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do when you, when you come back to Minnesota? Well, he, he, he did a lot of stuff on Sunday. He was he was back there. He was so, so excited. He kind of kind of jumped a little early a couple of times. But Everson Griffin, you're, you're playing like the old Everson. You're, you're making us snug. You're making us excited. Mm. And uh, and Everson, you're a stud. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah. I thought Everson. He, I think he actually like lined up on the yeah. Packers side of the line of scrimmage. He's a times. Like,
2: He's ready to rock. Yeah, he just he He's needs to calm to down a little bit, just a little bit. Ready to rock. It's good to have Evans back. Uh, in the uh, next up, uh, we're gonna go what uh, uh, right now right over the coaching staff because this guy got a lot of heat early. I I think I in a moment of uh, confusion said we should fire his ass, but now he he looks like he might actually have a little something, it's a little something in the the playbook. He draws up some real creative stuff, and and, and that's Clint Kubiak. Clint, uh, you might actually be a little chip off the old block. You keep this up. You keep the pressure on Zim, and I don't know if it's it's, Z, it's Ziggy or Mark or who, who told Zim to, to take a back seat for these plays, but you're calling them, and they're working. Clint, you're a
0: stud. I think he was a super dud a couple weeks ago, and I'm pretty you, sure you said he only has a job because of his last Through name. tears.
2: Yeah. Okay, moving on. Uh, now we're gonna go to the offense, which was really solid. And and, and this is gonna—I'm gonna do a, a new thing here. We call it a double stud. Oh. Uh, it's a—it's—it's it's a two guys who get the same co-stud co uh, with the double stud, and that's uh, Adam Thielen and uh, KJ Osborne. Uh, both guys very solid, very good work, and 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 really turning into a nice three-headed monster. Adam and KJ, you're double studs. Ooh. And station. now there's Football. gonna be a guy. Now there's gonna be a guy here. this is the, this is the uh, the super stud for this week by the way. this is the second second in line for the super duper stud. okay. And I could have given this guy the super duper stud. I really could because he, he's he's been on the money. He got two picks the whole year. you know, Kirk, uh, cousins, a lot of people doubted you and and, and, and we do and now we do like that. And, uh, and, Kirk, uh, you've you, you earned it. You are a super stud. You like that? You like that? And, finally, I don't know how you can talk about this game without talking about the guy who, who, who broke it all open, who, who, who took all the, all, the, all the misconceptions and all the thoughts that this is a, 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 an offense without, without some sack. Well, it's got some sack, and it's got some swagger. And it's got a little bit of snugness moving all around the bar, at our bar anyway. We were rocking and rolling. And every time he caught a pass, it felt like it was longer than the last one. And this is a guy who we keep feeding the beast. There's no limit to how far we can go. And I'll say that right now. I I guarantee to win against the Packers, if you guys recall. And I'm going to go ahead and say that this team will make the playoffs and will make some noise if they just keep feeding the rock to this week's super-duper stud. And that's Justin Jefferson. Justin, yes. you are a super-duper
1: stud. Football. Yes. And with that, he's gone. And
0: there he's gone. And with gone. that, never, he's gone. We, never Never.
1: Like, we can't ask follow-ups about the super-duper stud, which I sort of lament. Hmm.
0: I think it's tough to find any um, holes to poke in that one, though. I, I half expected him to take a turn there because sometimes he'll – He'll veer off to the left a little bit, and like Tyler Conklin is
1: yeah. the super-duper Last stud. Last two weeks, but... he's been on point. Last yeah, two weeks no, he's, he's, been on he's point. honed. He is honed. I'm not sure I like Football. the mention of snug at the bar and sack, but I'm just going to leave that. I'm just going <laughs> to let that go. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's That
0: may be a little uncomfortable, too. Uh, well, Randy's stud stable here in Week 11 after a Vikings win over the Packers, presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated's here they're all about risk management, okay? Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what we want the Vikings to avoid, okay? We want the Vikings to keep throwing caution to the wind, keep throwing 50-50 balls, live and die with Justin Jefferson. Well, your business—you want to make sure that your bottom line is protected. You want to make sure that your employees are protected, and that you have a great risk management plan across uh, all the different parts of your country, uh, country, uh, company, or country—I don't know, whatever. Uh, country, uh, both work. Federateds here. For you at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right. Bonus statements? You guys let's got some it. bonus statements oh, here? Yeah, I got
1: bonus statements. Yeah, there's a lot, of, there's a lot right.
0: going on this weekend. Okay, let's uh, let's go back. What are we on? I think we're on Declan here. Yeah, I can sure. start.
3: I'll, I'll have another got Viking it. statement uh, from Mike Zimmer. Uh, Mike Zimmer, you need to embrace Sunday fun Day. okay? You need to embrace yeah. Sunday Fun day. This was his comments after the game. You know how they say Sunday is fun day? It's not at all. End quote. Okay, Mike. What? Come on. Oh, you're gonna hear He's talking
0: about the he's talking about the close games. Yeah, yeah. He's talking not about it's it's, it's it's dude. Yeah, go ahead.
3: You you have to embrace Sunday fun day.
0: All right, I, I embrace Sunday
3: fun day by sitting it that's down di- and being ready a for a different Sunday line fun day. And and well, off season and on season Sunday fun days for Declan are two very different things. This is true. But when it's when it's in the fall and football season, that's my Sunday fun day. Mm-hmm. And you need to embrace this th- th- this game. That was one of the most fun football games that the Vikings yeah. have played in years. I would say it's probably the most enjoyable back and forth game since probably the Saints playoff game in 2019 in the Superdome. That, that, that was a fun game, Mike. You need to embrace Sunday fun. Day. You this know isn't what about this?
0: Come on. Leg- legitimately, that quote actually kind of pissed me off. So this is your team. You're, you're 11 weeks into the season. You've played 10 games. All of them close. You've had seven point leads in all of your games. You've come from behind in a bunch of the games. Like every game comes down to a nail biter fourth quarter. This is the season you're having. Your team, by the way, has performed pretty well in a lot of these situations. You have to lean into this, Mike. You can't. You can't get done with that game. <clears throat> And then tell your team and tell the media, oh, I hate these close games. It's not fun to play in these close games. Like, your team is sort of rallying around these close games and reveling in these close games. I want that message to be, we love this. We hope every single game is close down. Like, no, obviously we'd like to blow some opponents out. We need to be better in certain areas. But we invite close games because we know how to navigate close games. And we know how to put teams away. As evidenced, the last two weeks against two playoff teams. That's what I want him to say in that. So I was actually, I was legitimately irked when I saw those points. Yeah.
1: Also, if if you are in a game where you are up by a score of sixteen to three, and it's getting late in the first half, and it's third and one, pitching the ball to CJ Ham and not getting a yard, so you have to punt, is keeping the game close. Like if you if you're like you know what we should be winning games by more. Okay, Mike, here's how you do that. Third and one, you go play action, Justin Jefferson, deep shot, touchdown. Guess what now? It is what, 20, 23 to three at that point in time? Yeah. So, like, that. that's how it, it's self-induced. That's the problem. It's self-induced because if you're going to take a shot like they did in the final quarter, to their credit, with the score tied, If you're going to take a deep shot uh, to J.J., which is awesome, but it gets picked off, at least it looked like it was, then what's stopping you from putting the dagger in completely late in the second quarter when you can go up by 20? So, like, if you don't, like, if this isn't (laughs) Sunday fun day for me, well, then I got an idea. Pull away by taking that shot.
0: Mm -hmm. And the Packers tend to be historically a front running team like they're not a team that's going to come from behind when they're down by two or three touchdowns very often go look at Aaron Rodgers career like fourth quarter comebacks now granted like they're enough of a front running team to where like they get out to leads and they don't have to come back in the fourth quarter very often but like they did the vikings did have a chance to put the packers away on that drive you're talking about and they elected to ah let's, oh, let's just pull uh, back let's pull back the ball let's, here. Pull let's the just reins. be a little careful Let's not go yep. crazy here yep. all right uh, all right, Kirk Cousins has been excellent in end-game situations this season. And it's a vast difference from the previous three years as Viking starting quarterback. And I know that he almost threw a bad interception that would have probably changed this narrative if Savage hangs on to that pick, but such is life in the NFL. Um, so not only did he, did he uh, tally his third successful game-winning drive yesterday, which ties his season high as a Viking. He had three last year as well. But he now ranks in situations inside six minutes of the fourth quarter or overtime, trailing by two scores or less or tied. So when his team needs him the most, you got to score to tie, you got to score to take the lead, to win the game, whatever it is, inside six minutes of the fourth quarter and overtime. He ranks first in passing yards, second in passing touchdowns, third in passer rating, has zero interceptions. And in the three years leading up to this, he was near the bottom in all of these cat like he was near the bottom in passer rating his yards per attempt are up by like 2 yards per throw in those situations this year and so he has been noticeably better at these end game scenarios where they know you're going to pass mm-hmm. you're going to get pressured mm-hmm. it's on you as a 10 year nfl veteran to figure it out and overcome a bad offensive line overcome a team putting pressure on you. So credit to old Kirkie McClutcherton, the fourth quarter pharaoh,
3: the Dagger Doctor.
0: That's right, the Mr. secondary Clutch. Slayer. Yeah.
3: yeah, you like that, That's right? Did you guys see him, by the way, pull up on that Vikings fan on his way home
0: yesterday. Yes, that was amazing on the interstate.
3: Yes. Judge, did you see that? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, was Great. it you? What were you what driving you? the truck? No. Oh, you weren't. I, I, I saw, saw it. it. Yeah, you did see it. Okay.
0: Yeah, it was. Sort Why of... do you say that with such disdain? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't. It,
1: no, it, no, no, no. It's just sort of weird. It's fine. No, it was fine.
0: It was awesome. Like it was, it was a Vikings van, yeah, it's like great. a fan van. Yeah, and cousin and cousin's wife is like rolling on it, and he's and he he's got his little like pullover yeah. sweater. i got to be honest. Uh, and he drives up, such a dad.
1: Starts honking. and he, He's like these days. I wouldn't be stopping.
0: <laughs> these days, I'd be like, hey, a lot of Clark
3: Griswold vibes with uh, Kirk, Kirk Kirk Cousins. I day. wouldn't.
1: I, I wouldn't be stopping. I wouldn't be stopping. With what's going on, I wouldn't be stopping. Uh uh-uh. uh What do no. you mean
0: with what's going on?
3: Like oh, if oh, look, carjackings,
1: a lot of problems. I wouldn't be stopping. <laughs> he's on the interstate, dude. He's on four ninety four and know. like. 7. You never know. <laughs> you never know. I'm well, Kirk well, Cousins. I guess there's a
0: chance that that van could follow you home now.
1: I am Kirk Cousins. No, I'm not stopping. In fact, you know what? I'm going faster. <laughs> well, he did. He waved. He did? Yeah. And, and then he and then he sped by. It's great. No, I'm I'm, you more, are. I'm not going to wave. I'm going to speed by the whole time. It's Victory In fact, Monday. You, know you just, you just have. I, I, yeah. In fact, I'm you know I'm not what? feeling the vibes from Judd no. today. In fact, you know what? I think No, I'm feeling the vibes big time. Are you kidding? I'm applauding the Vikings offensively. I loved what they did. That's not true. I just wouldn't stop. This is classic. Uh, I wouldn't man. stop. I this wouldn't wait. Feeling, I'd, go, I'd go tinted windows. It. I'd go tinted windows. Okay. I love.
0: I love like, on I'd right be getting tinted windows. On Ventline yesterday, you emphasized about three or four times that someone is making Mike Zimmer be more aggressive offensively. Oh, they are. There's like, no question about like, that in my mind. Like, there's like a shadow offensive. <laughs> there's like a shadow replacement coach standing behind him. Who's, who's making him do Is it Ziggy? It's either Somebody, Rick Spielman or Ziggy Wilf. Yes. Those and are like it, the well, only the two people also, that can make him do something. The,
1: player, the players also basically, uh, there, something but, happened here. We're not good. finding out. This, yeah, that, oh, no, I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying I'm just curious. Oh, no, no, it's very good. Are you
0: kidding? Would it have been nice if he was the, like, do I want him to have come to these conclusions earlier so they aren't starting, you know, three and five? Yes. So they aren't getting beat by Cooper Rush. Right, but exactly. If like, if Adam Thielen pounds on Zimmer's door, because Adam's been very outspoken, his agent went off on Twitter, like, if Adam Thielen's the one that knocked on Zimmer's door and he's like, guy, we got a problem. I don't want to go nuclear here, but we all want to win a Super Bowl. Let's let's do some things here, and and the voices got raised or whatever. I'm making this up. I don't view that as a detriment to Zimmer. I view it as yeah, like this is what happened to the Giants in 2007 before the season. Mm-hmm. You know, veterans yeah, no, came in and said, "Hey, right. Tom, this isn't how it's going to work anymore." Yeah. So
1: I'm just cu- I'm curious what tr- transpired here because Mike and Clint Kubiak did not find God. Something ha- something has definitely changed, and the in-game play calling is 1,000 percent different. So I'm Maybe just, that Vikings I'm fan rolled it. up to Zimmer's house. I'm curious about I'm it. it. I Maybe would not stop, not, though. Right? No, like, seriously, don't <laughs> stop. If someone tries to stop, you don't stop. Don't ever wave. Don't stop. You, like, you never know. You, like you never know. This is now a tough guy town. I'm going to advise you not stop. I love
0: the idea of Kirk Cousins in a cardigan just rolling up to random Vikings yeah, well, fans and just, like, just waving. It's all well and
1: hey, good. It's, it's all well it's and good until it's the wrong fan, and then you never know. <laughs> I'm just telling you right oh, now. Minimize. You know what? It's ironic. That that you are the the spokesperson, the voice of <laughs> Federated, and yet you're encouraging dangerous uh, actions it's by dangerous. people. That, this is it's dangerous. A, it's a...
0: Federated says, "Don't stop." Okay, if it was a if it was a Bears van,
1: no, or like a Packers no. van,
0: then it's dangerous. It's no. a Vikings van. It's a yeah, exactly right.
1: Kirk. That's the that's the that's the problem. It's a Vikings van. That's the setup. Turn the only these. dangerous.
0: Okay, the only dangerous thing. Is if you pull up, you wave, and you know if someone's got a fully decked out like it was like a windowless Vikings van. Yep. It was a little little creepy, little creepy. Thank you. Vans that if they creepy. follow you home, like if
1: they follow yeah. you home, yeah, then I'm it's not, creepy.
0: Yeah, that's why you have to sort of. I'm just saying, tail back federated does not encourage
1: these actions. <laughs> Risk management. Okay. All right, back to judge nothing. Here. Says you have to be nice. Now, what's your statement? be a, Be a jerk. Be a jerk. Just be good at football. My statement is this, off of the previous discussion about what's transpired with the Vikings offense, Mike Zimmer, Clint Kubiak. Imagine what could be. We have seen, as I said on Ventline yesterday, we have seen the tip of the offensive iceberg these last two weeks. Like, we've seen just the very tip of it. There is so much more to get to here as far as what this offense can be and could be with the current personnel. And this is why I still think that there's a very good chance there's going to be a coaching change after the season because if you get, and I'm not saying anybody, but if you get the right people here in, in the head coaching position and the OC position who know how to utilize this whole thing, because we are now in a day and age of improvising and ideas. Like, I'll I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, can I, Is it Nuwangu? Yes. Am I pronouncing? nuwangu yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay, can you imagine a package, as we've talked about, designed for him? And there would be. Like like a lot of coaches would be, holy cow, this kid can run his cuts. He basically doesn't ever slow down during his cuts. We're going to come up with a package for him specifically. So imagine what could be if you had uh, an offensive savant get their hands on, on this current current personnel of Thielen, Jefferson, Osborne, Cousins, Cook, it would be incredible. So I urge you to watch and enjoy what we're seeing now and understand there are so many more layers that aren't going to be explored but could be eventually.
0: Yep. No, I uh, I agree. But but right now, they have at least – I'm not going to be super nitpicky about, like, Kanae Nwangu not getting three touches when they have at least figured no, out how to unlock I'm just Justin saying, Jefferson. I'm and, just saying
1: Imagine imagine if we continue down this path and do more and more and more because that exists.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: No, this is great.
1: All
0: right, Declan. All right, I have a
3: bonus statement. Uh, It's a hockey one from the Minnesota Wild over this weekend. And my statement is, unfortunately, get ready for a divorce. Get ready for a divorce with Kevin Fiala and the Minnesota Wild. Something is brewing here, and it's not going to end very well. So Judd and I talked about this on Judd's Hockey Show yesterday. Phil, I'll, I'll, I'll fill you in, pun intended, on, on what's kind of happened here in the in the last few days? So when the when the Wild beat the Stars on Thursday, they they won seven to two. They kicked their butt, but Fiala was benched in the third period, and not because they were up big, but because they were sick of his play. And he only played three three third period shifts, so something was clearly up there. They asked him about it, and and Dean says, "Oh, we just got a lot of guys that are just trying to contribute here, and, and don't worry about it." But then on Saturday, he's removed from the top power play. And Fiala's made available in the post-game press conference. And he's asked, why were you removed off the power play? Fiala says, you have to ask Dean that. That's not my uh, prerogative. When Dean Everson was asked about it, he said, we we have conversations with all individuals. He shouldn't be telling you that. And then, for some odd reason, he gets even put more in the doghouse here. And Fiala's, I think, entire career, there, there's a something looming over him with this organization that they don't trust him and believe in him long-term. It goes back to the last two years of him trying to get contract extensions them not wanting to do that. Um, Him getting removed from a power play when he is arguably your best player not named, Kirill Kaprizov, at least talent-wise. And I think there's something brewing here, whether that's a scratch, whether that's a trade, um, they don't trust Kevin Fiala here long term, and with Garin and Evison kind of changing the entire culture, not wanting distractions, not wanting BS. I think something's going to brew here, which is weird because the Wild are playing so well that I it, it'd be strange for a big trade like this to happen early in the season. But something is brewing here, and I'm trying to figure out what it is. But Kevin Fiala and the Wild are not on the same page.
0: Is it that he? Ne- so sometimes this happens where. A guy thinks he should get it. like it's happening with Buxton, it happened with Barrios, where they want an extension, but they want to be paid what they think they're worth, and the team's like, Oh, we need to see a little bit more, and then it's just, well, you don't believe in me and so then the relationship get ruined gets ruined. Is it that? Like is it the organ is it ill will toward the organization because the organization hasn't given him what he wants contractually? That's very possible. Or is it something more with Evison? I
3: think it's I think it's two things. Um, he wants he wanted a contract and he wanted to be locked up here long term. But with but they also view him as someone that's a bit of a liability. Like I view him as a, le- a legitimate top goal scorer. That's how I view him. Obviously, Everson and Garen are smarter dudes than I ever will be when it comes to looking at hockey. But clearly, they, there's a disconnect here between Fiala. And, and, the, and the ownership of being locked in here long-term. And even though analytically he has been really good, there's been a lot of unlucky things that are happening. His expected goal rate is one of the worst in the NHL, meaning when he's shooting the puck, his puck should be going in more from where he's shooting, but he's just getting robbed. And at the end of the day, he has to score goals. Like No matter how unlucky he is, he has to score goals. He scored a big one yesterday in the, towards the end to set, help send the game to overtime. But in general, he has just four goals. He needs more goals from you need more goals from your top playmakers. And with Boldy off to uh, a hell of a start in, in, in Iowa, Marco Rossi looks damn good too. I just I think he's gonna look even more expendable. And and for a, a team that looks really this good, it's a it's a yeah. big time gamble to basically part ways with a guy that you know is a natural goal scorer. But I think both teams are gonna both sides are gonna look for a fresh start.
0: Hmm. Uh, I almost feel like I love I love what Billy Garen has done to this point. They're just having the grapefruits to get rid of Parisian Suter and just set a new culture. But I almost wonder if he's going. If you trade Kevin Fiala for like fifty cents on the dollar right. just to get rid of him for some reason, that feels like a step too far.
1: I don't think he will though, and I I think that there's I think the problem here is there's probably things going on behind the scenes because of the contract and. Uh, the fact that he's not happy he didn't get a contract that we don't know about, and that can create problems. And they have they are working so hard to change the culture and how this team operates that I think if they perceive any threat to that, they're going to take that player out short of out probably. That's yeah. my guess.
0: Uh, judd's hockey show full breakdown last night and multiple days per week mm-hmm. also if you just want judd's hockey show you can find that podcast feed apple spotify com, uh, and we post those episodes within mackie and judd and the scorneth youtube channel uh, my last day been here and we, you know, we can get to more of this this week because i have a feeling uh they're gonna make it four straight tonight <laughs> the wolves are back baby the wolves <laughs> are back baby so three straight victories, and I would even I would say as disappointing as the last two minutes were against Phoenix, Phoenix is one of the best teams in the NBA. They played you know, Game 6 of the NBA Finals last year. Uh, so the last four games have looked really good. The three games after the Phoenix game all blowout victories. They got Luke Walton fired basically from Sacramento, although that was uh, the, just sort of the last Jenga uh, brick to be pulled out. And they beat Memphis. And Memphis is a borderline playoff team that beat the Timberwolves in overtime about three weeks ago. They beat Memphis by forty
1: points. Put on the gas. Forty
0: three points. Put on the gas. Yes. So they have I mean, they have just found ways to keep these leads, which shouldn't be that much to ask. Oh, you build a twenty point lead, don't blow it. Yep. But it's been a problem for them. Three straight wins, and now they get the Pelicans tonight. Some tough games on the horizon. You play the Heat at home on Wednesday night, so another Cat Jimmy Butler showdown. But the Wolves have looked great the last four games. This is the team, and I I will say this too, you know, tough to compare this apples to apples, but in terms of how long it's going to take a team to gel, remember that 2003-04 Timberwolves team that went to the Western Conference Finals, and that was a group of veterans, Kevin Garnett, Sam Cassell, Charles Sprewell, playing together for the first time. It took them like twenty games. I think they were a five hundred team through like their first twenty games, and then you started to see okay, now like once you get into like mid December, January, then they started to figure it out, and then they became the team. I am not at all saying that are this is a Western, Western Conference team. Finals. Hey, are you
1: saying? I am Pretty saying long? as
0: a team that wants to make the playoffs. I don't have the flag
1: here, so sorry guys.
0: I'm not exonerating them from some of these ridiculously bad losses that they've had. Yep, but. They but deserve you're saying, you're twenty thirty games to figure out who they are. It's been sixteen games to this point and and signs are pointing up. That's all I'm
3: saying. The, the uh the LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosch team was like only five hundred to their first twenty games in Judd? Jud?
1: You're sometimes doubting even them. Hall of Fame dynasties No, I think your enthusiasm I think your enthusiasm is great. Three, it's very cute. Four, five. Just don't stop on the don't stop on the street for some guy in a van, okay?
0: You so, know, wolves. Are there, there wolves vans I, out there? Even there,
1: there might be, and you know what? I would hope Cat and Ant don't stop for them.
0: I was uh, I
3: was talking to uh, my barista at the, at the local coffee shop in the way in there. She was wearing a Bucks shirt, and it was a Bucks and Six shirt. I and I shirt. I was just saying like I just want the Wolves to make the playoffs. So like we oh, got nice. like Wolves as ten. Like what do we got to come up with some similar awesome well, saying? Like I loved Bucks and Six. I thought that was a great up. little little chant here. We gotta figure out yeah. something like wolves as ten, just like something something similar to 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 get get us hyped up here. Check this out, boys. What do you got? Oh
0: God! Oh God! Oh, John! Look at this guy right here! Wow! Look
1: at that! There it is! The wolves!
0: Oh my
3: God! He's got some. Wait, no! Here comes Mackinac! What's that? Whose music is that? By God. What's, he, what's he got going here? It's Mackinac. I can't do it.
0: Here
1: comes. Oh, Oh, L-O-B.
0: L-O-B. Wolves' ass 10. We can do it. Wolves' ass 10.
1: Are you kidding? The team I'm seeing now, that ain't no 10 seed. That's home what court, baby. Right Hold
0: on. What are they right now? Let's take a look here real quick here. I'm just kind of curious. Average margin of
1: of victory the last two games is like 87 points.
0: All right, they are now. They now have a plus point differential after the 40 point. Let's go victory. They are they are firmly entrenched as the 10 seed right yep. now in the uh, Western Conference, and that's going to change. Print the shirts. They're, but but how about this? Oh, this is crazy. They're only <laughs> but they're favored to win the NBA games? title. <laughs> Two games back of the four seed.
1: Timberwolves fever.
0: Oh, that's right. All right, we should probably go now.
1: Hold on, I got I got one last statement. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. I got one go last ahead. statement because yeah, because there is a big football game at Huntington Bank Stadium oh, at three right. p.m. Central. On Saturday. I think we am supposed to tailgate that day. And my statement, will <laughs> have fun with that. Uh-huh. Dawn is too. I said, you're going to freeze. Um, and my statement is this. Prove it. Beat the Badgers on Saturday, okay? Now, now the Indiana Hoosiers stink. They're awful. But you know what? You beat them. And you beat them convincingly. And you should have. And you took care of business there. Um, I'm not saying that. A win against Wisconsin solves all the problems. But it it at least gets our attention. And this comes in a season in which you've inexplicably lost two games. Bowling Green, terrible loss. Illinois at home, terrible loss. So beat the Badgers on Saturday. Get the axe back. And I'm serious here. Get the axe back. And at least it will leave a good taste.
0: And there's no mathematical way they can win the West anymore, right? Uh, No, there is.
1: There is. If Purdue wins, Iowa loses, and the Gophers win, it's a three-way tie. And I believe the Gophers then win the West because the head-to-head tiebreakers go out the window if it's a three-way tie. What? If Purdue wins. Why? (laughs) Why?
0: Because you can't do because to, you can't do because there's
1: no because it's three it's three oh, ways got it and okay. the golfers gotcha. actually beat Purdue gotcha so they win that tiebreaker. so right. it gets so so <laughs> so you default to a secondary tiebreaker which I believe the golfers yeah. then win and the golfers win the West
0: amazing and so okay so I just want to know what we're rooting for this weekend here so oh you know Iowa plays at Nebraska and Nebraska on Friday fight against Wisconsin
1: and we can watch that game on Friday so we will know. Purdue, so we need Purdue to win. You need Purdue to win, yes, because then they they will tie the Gophers and Iowa And Purdue Purdue plays
0: home against Indiana, so that's a win. So they'll win. That's good. they got to be like 20-point favorites in that game. Yep. They are 15-point favorites in that game. All right. So, okay. 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 And if the Gophers beat the Badgers,
1: the Gophers win the West, I believe, and go and play Ohio State. Take that, Buckeyes. Let's go Nebraska. That vaunted University are like, oh, of no. Nebraska. No, not the red-hot golfers. Tanner Morgan coming to town. You're <laughs> <on> freezing
0: my your <laughs> <What's>, ass off. You all enjoy the weather. freezing
3: your ass <laughs> off. What's
1: better, that or or Chris Hovans? Bye, Minnesota. Just repeatedly. I love the Tracy one. <laughs> when he walked out the door at Winter Park. Where is Tracy these days? Uh, retired? I think he retired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He um I think he went and consulted for somebody. He he resigned as Mike Leach's right. That's right. Uh, DC last year, he and did lose then I think a bunch he of went, weight. Yeah, yeah. He lost weight and uh, by Minnesota, Praise hmm. my ass guy that was Praise <laughs> my ass off. I'll say this: Mark Coyle's been far from perfect. That was a good decision. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for all the that's pushback good. that that got from certain people, that was a good decision. And yeah. by that I mean Pat Royce.
0: <laughs> well, Pat loves the sort of the. The grizzled, uh, the Tom Thibodeau, it's also the Tracy the curmudgeon, plays, it, it's the Jerry, it's also kills, the, the, like, the the
1: the what what's what's, with Tracy? What's the public saying? I'm saying the opposite. Yeah, yeah. that that was in yep. full effect on on Friday. So, all
0: right, we gotta go. We gotta we go. We gotta go. All right, we'll see you guys. Uh, if you miss Ventline, check it out. Ventline was uh, was great yesterday. A bunch of first time callers yeah. to the most fan friendly interactive show in Minnesota sports. And Purple Daily pie chart of praise today. So don't miss that. We'll see you guys tomorrow.